right, what's going on, everybody? Soulful Mike coming at you for episode three of the Soul Searching Podcast. Got a few special guests in the building tonight. I'm going to let my regular co-hosts go ahead and introduce themselves. Uh, we got Sneak Attic, Eleven, Small, got Rose, All right. Um, This first person that I'm going to introduce, his name is Siddiqui Bofana, Odelsolo award-winning actor. Other people who have won this award are Kerry Washington, Denzel Washington, and Sanaya Lathan, just to name a few. He stars in the upcoming film called Conjure with Hassan Johnson from The Wire. He starred in a Deeper Than Rap movie that was executive produced by Rick Ross. And he has a new film that's coming out this year, The Garden Left Behind, that includes actors Michael Madsen and Ed Asner. This is Siddiqui Fonfo. Say something for the people, please. I said they're all beginning. Siddiqui Fonfo. <laughs> Siddiqui Fafana, proud to be here, straight from the Bronx, originally from, you know, West Africa, and uh, I've been hustling for about nine years, next year's going to be ten, and I'm just trying to represent, you know, our community any way I can, so, yeah. Perfect. Our next guest that we have, Drill Extraordinaire, also MC Extraordinaire as well, my guy to my right, Brother Ben. It's Brother Ben. Originally from Mount Vernon, residing in the Bronx now. Happy to be here, you know, building with the guards, building with the brothers. Yes. See what we get. Yes, yes. And we have one more guest that will be included on multiple episodes down the road. <laughs> Featured guest that will be chiming in. My guy, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> What's good? Jay Manifesto on the chat, you know what I mean? Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, we got to entitle this episode Triple E's Entertainment empowerment and education um in regard to the sneaker game we see a lot now that the culture is shifting away from athletes we see what kanye is doing we see a lot of special collaborations going on so what i want to ask you guys is are entertainers the new athletes um shabal we're gonna start with you do you think entertainers are the new athletes in terms of shoe deals Entertainers and new athletes. I don't want to say they're going to replace athletes. I want to say that I think sneaker companies now just realize that in the hip hop culture, these are the people that's wearing, these are the people that's influenced by the athletes. And not even just by the athletes, like you can take shell tops. You know, like obviously Run DMC, the whole movement, that was cool, but. They didn't get signed to Adidas back then. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? They didn't get an Adidas contract. Like, they were just like, that's what they're wearing. But now it's like, okay, let me get a guy, Meek Mill, um, what's the chick's name? A Kardashian. Oh, Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner. All these people, it's like, okay, let's get them um, Rihanna. Let's get these people out here. And you want to look like Rihanna. So now, really look like Rihanna. I get it. But I don't think it's a totally different feel when, when I saw... A Michael Jordan commercial, I felt like if I put these sneakers on, I'm gonna be like Michael Jordan. Yeah. You know, when I see a pair of Rihanna's, it's like, okay, those are Rihanna's, but I'm not gonna, I, I, I can't speak from a girl's perspective, but I don't see myself wearing a pair of S. Dot Carters when they came out and thinking mm-hmm. that I was Jay Z. I just felt like, oh, these are Jay Z's shoes. Mm-hmm. When I see Jordan's, I was like, yo, when I put these on the court, I'm doing work. I'm doing work. So I can't say they're gonna replace athletes, but I see from the marketing perspective mm-hmm. how it's. I can see 
from the marketing perspective how it's beneficial for these big companies, Adidas, Puma, especially Puma, because Puma's really reaching out to people. Puma, Reebok, um, Nike, to sign these artists, they're going out to a different demographic. It's, to me, it was big when they started venturing off into skateboarding. I thought that was like the big movement. So I was like, wow, they really like skaters always had sponsors. That's how skaters made their bread. Like once you get sponsored, you in. Like you in. But it didn't matter if it was a sneaker company. When they signed Paul Rodriguez Jr., that was like the humongous, that was the biggest thing ever. Like Eric Costa, yeah. Exactly. Eric Costa, all the like all them dudes, I was like, yo, this is like this is big. Like they're really and when you get SB dunks now, now it's like, yo, these are skate shoes. Like you gotta fall in line like the skaters wear these and they didn't think you oppose them. It's a business move, but I think you can't replace that feeling of a kid wanting to be that guy jumping out of the ceiling or catching the touchdown. You can't replace that. Now, this this is my only like thing I'm, I'm going to say to that. I don't think, especially nowadays, athletes are like as marketable. You look at someone like a Paul George. A lot of people don't even know that his first shoe is getting ready to come out, though. The PG one true is getting ready to come out. True. A lot of people don't know. True. Then they see a shoe like James Harden. True. The the outcome, the final outcome of it was pretty good. Yeah. But that first initial wave, it was like, oh man, the the way Twitter and Instagram went off on that shoe, it was really bad. But to, to, to sorry to interrupt you, to a point, they. I, I have a theory they do that on purpose to get a reaction from the community in order to be like, all right, they're not feeling this. Let's switch up a couple things. Let's go through these comments, take the majority of what people are saying, and switch it up. Because we all were saying, like, yo, these are horrible. These are, like, the front, what is going on? Like, let's look at them now. It's completely mm-hmm. different from what we yeah. saw on this. So I think so they, then, just, they test the water. My question to that is then, what about the Chef Curry's? Chef Curry's, Chef Curry's. People hate that shoe though. But people hate it, but like it's not a bad shoe. The second one? Yeah, the all white one. The low top. Yeah. But it's not a bad thing. It wasn't a bad shoe. It was just that colorway looked like a nurse shoe. Yeah, it did. That colorway looked like a nurse's shoe. And I work with nurses, so I It looked like a nurse shoe. But we've all seen the low top. Yeah, Curry's and Mabel's not bad. other colorway. But to what you were saying earlier, I think that we're all fans of the game. So I know, I know. Speaking to you personally, I can speak to Roll too. That when you watch a ball player, let's say the '90s, let's let's, let's see, bring it back. You saw a ball player wearing a certain shoe, and that was your man. That was your ball player. You look for that shoe. If you went for this, and, and like you, I'm glad you brought up Paul George because we all know like he didn't have a signature shoe. Uh-huh. It's coming out. But whatever you saw Paul George wearing when it was the um the hyper yeah, yeah, and everything, yeah. he was like, yo, he played ball in those. And you go to the that. store and you see it, it's like, oh, those are Paul George's. Mm-hmm. In the story. With Jason Kidd, same thing with Jason Kidd. Yeah. Jason Kidd didn't have a Nike commercial. But if you seen Jason Kidd wearing the shoe, those yeah. were the Jason Kidds. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it was like, those are Jason Kidds, but it doesn't matter. He did work in those. My thing was with Dominique Wilkins, since I'm a Reebok fan, I saw Dominique Wilkins. He didn't have an official Reebok contract when he first mm-hmm. started rocking Reeboks. He had a, a sneaker contract overseas. Yeah. And he would rock Reeboks and everything, but he got paid to wear the overseas shoes right. in a dunk contest. And he got paid to compete in the dunk contest in those shoes because he knew people what? When mm-hmm. people see them in the dunk contest, they're going to want to buy those, those shoes. Yeah. So that's what it is. It's one of those things where if you see your favorite athlete doing work in something, it doesn't matter what brand it is. Mm-hmm. You're going to be like, that dude is doing work in those? I'm going to get it. And that's where I feel like they're never going to replace that aspect. But stars are getting so big 
now, yeah. they getting close. Yeah, like him. Yeah, see, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, that's huge. And he has his own shoe as well right now. And not only that, he has his own athletic line. Oh, he he does doing the decent. Like, yeah. He has his own athletic tech line. Mm-hmm. He's the only one doing his thing. Yeah, that's because like it's things like all right, you you can try use actors and rappers, but like athletes wear it yeah. as. As a lifestyle, yeah, it's you're not going to see it on an actor yeah. in a movie. They're not going to shoot like zoom women on that shoe yeah. when he's doing a scene. Yeah. Whereas an athlete, they yeah, exactly. money. Yeah. And then like an athlete's wearing it fourth quarter certain situation, you see him wearing the type of shoe he's wearing. Like he's gonna like LeBron last freaking final. Like you still wearing the zoom tens, like yeah. the, the LeBron tens. Yeah. First thing I said was like, yo, where can I cop those bad boys? That's it. Mm-hmm. The black ones. That's it. They were like, I was like, yo, these things. Are Crazy. Yeah. He's cutting like no other in these demolishing the Golden State Warriors. Like, it, it's to a certain extent, it can work, but at the same time, it's not going to work. It's not going to work in the same way as, yeah. as an athlete. Because it's like, you're not, even though Kevin Hart is doing his thing, if I see Kevin Hart wearing a pair of sneakers, it's like, all right, I'm not going to like, oh, Kevin Hart killed in that performance. Yeah. I really want those sneakers. It's not the same. Yeah. When you're Nothing athlete, that Kevin Hart is wearing yeah. enhances his function. It, it, exactly. Like, I'm thinking, like, if it, it got to the point when Dwight Howard got to be a monster mm-hmm. and he was wearing all those Adidas tech shirts. Yeah. I, you know how much bread I spent like, on those tech shirts? Like, yeah. I need some of these shirts, son. I'm like, that's, that's going to get me right in the game. I didn't spend $60 like per shirt. Like, yo, I need like, compressor tights. I need this shirt. I need all of it. It influences you. Like, you see this dude walking around this dude with six, 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 seven, seven feet, 250 pounds, mm-hmm. solid. Like, yo, I need that. I need to wear that. And same thing with Jordan. When I first saw Jordan wear the compression shorts under his his shorts, oh, yeah. like I, I thought that that was the secret. Yeah. I was like, that's, that's the only player. He's the only player doing it. Iverson with the sleeves. Yeah, with the the sleeve. yeah. I had the I had the finger sleeves. <laughs> Iverson. I had the headband. The wrist sleeve. I had the answer joint. I mean, you name it, my man. That's what I do. It's an influence. Exactly. That's what it is. The thing with entertainers too is probably. The shoe will be as high as long as the entertainer is high. So I feel like if Rihanna was like the fall, it's not gonna happen. But like if Rihanna was the fall off, her shoes wouldn't do anything for Puma anymore. No one's gonna go buy Rihanna's shoe. But like players like Kobe can have that decline, and the shoe will still stay like, oh, it's still a Kobe shoe, like regardless. But still, shoe can be unisex from an athlete's perspective because it works for a girl. And a boy. Think about it. We can't rock a Rihanna shoe, but we can rock a girl can rock LeBron's yeah. the same way a dude can. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah, you're never gonna get both sexes involved with uh, an actor or actress unless it's someone that I don't know. The Rock is some crazy shit that comes in. Yeah, he does have his shoes. The come out with But he's a strictly yeah, like workout shoe. Yeah. I've messed with the rock. Because his, his stuff, I've like three shirts. It's not as dope. And the shoes he's coming out with is supposed to be some crazy stuff. So we'll see what he's going to bring. Because, you know, he'd be breaking records all the time. Mm-hmm. I think it's too early to call as far as, oh, if Rihanna falls off, her shoe line is going to fall off. Because... Yeah. Tupac been dead forever and his shirt still sells. That's different from a pair of shoes, though. No, but when you look at even, even with even with the Adidas, who popularized that? So a long time ago, you have it like like you got Kanye now. I don't think we have really seen what happens when somebody that had a major sneaker falls off. It's true. We haven't seen that to even say. Yeah, I mean, just for argument's sake, because music is subjective. You can say there's people that feel like Kanye hasn't been the same since 
graduation. Yeah. yeah. So and then those are when his Nike, the Yeezy, um, the Air Yeezys dropped. Yeah, true. Those are my favorite Yeezys. <laughs> you can say that he he fell off quotations. Yeah. Around that time, but the Adidas Yeezys are more popular than he is. Yeah, almost. Yes. Easy. almost. Easily, yeah. Easy. If he wasn't if he wasn't running around with Kardashians and mm-hmm. marking on people on the floating stage, we might know his sneakers. He's going in a different yeah. direction. He's going to he's into fashion, so now he's going mm-hmm. to that fashion lifestyle, yeah. which is. Yo, he's a smart, he's a smart businessman. I will stay with that right now. I will say this, and I will give them credit for this. By them getting more actors and other athletes, it's forcing certain sneaker, certain sports companies to do a lifestyle brand. Yeah, and yeah, that's what yeah. I Under Armour is a I like that. Under Armour is like that's the last one. That's yeah, like you, you gotta get on board. It can't just you be gotta performance only. Because. When I caught those Sacconis, the um, Precious Metals, yeah. the Playclothes play ones, I thought those were the best sneakers mm-hmm. ever. And I didn't think Sacconi would ever do something with the clips. Of yeah. all people, like, the clips. Yeah. Great. The clips came out with a dress shoe. Uh-huh. My man, like, a dress shoe. And I was like, yo, but it was such a fly shoe. It was shoe. dope, yeah. It was a fly shoe. And I'm like, uh-huh. yo, this is so dope that these dudes are really branching out that, that far out. And I'm like, yo, this is so crazy. And I remember when you hit me, we all got one. Like, yeah, we all got, I got one. Like, I, got, pair. I, I, got, I got the silver. Pair. I got the gold pair. Yeah. And, like, Josh got the silver pair and everything. Yeah. I'm just like, yo, this is so dope. But they're forcing people like, yo, you have to put out a lifestyle. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I bought a New Balance hoodie that wasn't an athletic hoodie. It wasn't a running hoodie. It was a plain hoodie. I didn't know that there were certain athletes signed to New Balance recently. There's, there's people signed. But see, also, too, though, if you look at yeah. it, the thing with entertainers that they can do, too, is now... You don't need a face to be popular. If you look at what New Balance has just did with Metro Boomin, yes, exactly. You could put that's Metro Boomin right next to me, and I'm not yeah. gonna know that that's Metro Boomin. Yeah. That he, but he's a top producer right now, mm-hmm. and he has a full length line of collaborations yeah. that he's doing with New Balance that are selling pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another advantage that that these entertainers have. Yeah. They may not have to have that face out there. True. But if you have that, especially when it comes to music-wise, it's more branding. Yeah, then it, it can work for them. Yeah, because there's several entertainers that, like, like you brought up Metro Brooming, but I remember um, Keith Sherman, he had the, he had the quietest kept, I mean, I'm a mention He had met with Nike several years ago. He was supposed to release a sneaker, Air Force One, called the Green Eyed Monsters. And they were supposed to have his, you know, his yeah, eyes green. Uh-huh. So they were supposed to have, like, glowing dark eyes on the back of the sneakers. Never came out. But imagine. If it would have Imagine. Yeah. Imagine. That would have went past his name. That, if, this exactly. is what I'm saying. That would have searched. We would have searched eons for these sneakers. Uh-huh. It would have been, been a quick strike. Yeah. A thousand pairs. Especially Air Force One. When, uh-huh. back Ten years ago when he was doing quick strikes like crazy. That would be crazy. And I'm like, yo, I, I wouldn't buy that shoe. Yeah. And a heart, I didn't even see it. Just the fact that it was gold green eyed monster, it's gonna be glowing the dark. The potential of it. I'm done. I'm sold. I'm, I want in on that. That's where I feel they win with non-athletes. If if it's an athlete and they be like, oh, okay, the new Chris, Chris Bowles coming out, okay, they might be whack. But you hear that, it's like, yo, they don't have to release another shoe. Mm-hmm. They can make money for that for, for yeah. ever and ever and ever. As long as there's fans, they can do that. Chris Paul is like you said, the athlete, much like a star, if an athlete diminishes, yeah. so does their so reputation. 
And so it was one of those well, things where it's well, like Chris Paul did that. Well, not like Chris Paul, but this is what I'm saying. Like, like you know, like, like, but no, but you, you're right though. You're right. You're right though. But it's one of those things. No, no, you look at. Well, also, there's also a competitive standpoint from this that had nothing to do with the athletes, so to speak. Say, Under Armour is a more of a functional shoe. Yeah. So, and what was like two years ago, they had all the like most of the athletes. They either won MVPs or championships. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. In a certain aspect, they look better than like Nike, quote yeah, unquote. Yeah. So, how does Nike combat with that? Oh, you got a bunch of athletes winning? Yeah. Well, we can get a whole other demographic yeah. of people. I could go get an actor, mm-hmm. or I could go get a rapper like Reebok does, yeah. or Adidas does, mm-hmm. or like Sony did. gear. I'll go get Puma's head, I'll go get yeah, a pop yeah. star. Yeah. That sells yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Crazy numbers. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's so a, true. All right, so I'm going to go around. I need a yes or a no. Do we think entertainers are going to pass athletes when it comes to selling shoes over time? Give it, let's say, let's give it take 10 years. Do we think entertainers will be the new athletes? You know, start with you, Shaw. No. Absolutely not. No. No. Demographics wise, no. Mm, I'll say no. Yeah. I'll say no. I'm, I'm like Brother Ben on this one. I'm like, no, I'll say no. An entertainer is an entertainer. Yeah. An athlete is an athlete. Yeah. And everybody knows Kanye's face. Just like everybody knows Jordan's face. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So who could they reach? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. They have a different group of people that watch them and want to look up to them. Mm-hmm. You got dudes that don't know how to play ball. They're not athletic at all. True. They don't care about sneak. Jordan sneak or this sneak. Well, probably Jordan because you know. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah. But. They looking at Kanye. Yo, I want those. Yo, what was Kanye wearing? What was Rihanna wearing? What's mm-hmm. this person? So I can't say that. I can't. I can't say that. Okay. I can't say that. So it's gonna rise. Yeah. With it's, it's, it's gonna, gonna, it's gonna rise with athletes, which is never gonna be at that point. Okay. okay. Uh, 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 entertainer wouldn't drop. You see what Jordan did? Yeah. An entertainer won't do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So we're gonna go into our next question. Uh, we didn't had a lot of shoe lines come out from entertainers <laughs> over the years. So I mean, we, we I think we all can agree Kanye has the best entertainer lines so far. So far. I, I don't think anyone's gonna beat that. I don't think the hype. Either with Nike you or with Nike. Oh, wait, 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 here we go. Okay, now, here we go. I want to know after Kanye West, who has the next best entertainer? I can I say an easy one. Not collab. I can say an easy one, but I don't want to steal it from you. No, no, no. So you start us off. You, you start us off. Yeah. 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 I want to want y'all to say it. Nah, no, start us off. Ooh, baby. For real. Oh, that's okay. Okay, that's a good one. Yes. That's a great one. I was going to say ice cream. You were going to say ice cream? You were going to say ice cream? Okay. I want to Saying G Unit had that crazy rush of like two years. You really running with G Unit? When they came out, when they came out, when they had that G Unit album and they put, they had the whole G Unit year. Yeah. And the black and white. It was a red, white, blue. I'm sorry, like I want. I never got a picture. I'm like, I'm never gonna buy them. But I was like, yo, I brought. And then it was the same shoe. It was two years. It was the same shoe. It's fine. Real quick. That's it. That turnover was quick. That's it. 
say 10 years what uh not just nike but a lot of different companies have been doing black history month themed sneakers um nike puma adidas Reeboks. uh one that puma has coming out is like really really i didn't even realize the magnitude of it i'm I'm like i'm actually gonna read it from uh from the shoe game, who who the shoe is paying homage to? It's the um, to it's the David T. Howard High School out in Atlanta, and um, this guy he was uh, David T. Howard was a former slave and undertaker, but he helped him and his wife they raise a lot of money to educate children, and they started that high school. And some of the famous people that went there were Martin Luther King, uh, Walker Frazier, Titus Turner, H. J. Russell. It's a lot of big African-American people that went there. So I think for Puma to dig that deep and uh, use that as their shoe, I thought that was really dope. Even last year, using Tommy Smith, people forget he ran that race and he won that race in Pumas. Took him off, got on the, on the stand with the black shoes for the Black Panther thing, yeah. So I, I feel like the question I want to ask y'all, I know we have the Martin Luther Kings and stuff like that. If there would be someone you would pay homage to, who would it be? And also what shoe line, what shoe company would you pick for them to do that like collaboration? Now, question, do they have to be someone 
that was part of the U.S. history. No, it can be be anyone who you would feel like would help push the cause forward, push the culture forward more than anything. Who would you guys decide to go after? Because you you see the rise of the Nat Turner movies and stuff Uh, like that. Who would you guys want to pick? And then what shoe company would you want to do it? Who would you think would take the time to put explicit detail into the shoe to, to make it worth your while? To make that collaboration great? That's tough. And I got a person, but I don't know who... Damn. I can see Reebok doing something with this. It's a woman. Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Influential... Reebok would definitely do that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like so they would, they I, 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 I feel like they would, yeah. they would do her yeah. right mm-hmm. from the way she's impacted African American culture, not even but just minority culture in general. Yeah, uh, I grew up with her writing, like reading it, dissecting it. I could see her shoe being like something that would benefit everybody in a way, in my in my own perspective. I think Reebok would do justice. Yeah, that's a really good one. That's a really good one. That's kind of dope. If uh, I'm going to pick someone, I'm going to pick a, a, another athlete. But I would go with uh, Larry Doby from the Indians. And I also probably would pick Puma. I will probably pick Puma for mine. People forget Larry, even though he's the second African-American baseball player to come in. He came in about maybe three to four months after Jackie Robinson. He got the same things that Jackie Robinson did, but nobody remembers him. He was a great player. And I feel that, if, especially, I don't... If you use the Indians colorways, yeah. I know it's a racist name yeah. and yeah. the undertones are Chief Wahoo mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But if you use the colors the right way and you and you feature Larry Doby's story, you made like a box <laughs> with it and stuff. Especially with the old time jerseys, mm-hmm. you can do yeah. a lot of things with it. So for me, it will probably be Puma. I think they would take the time and make that collaboration work really well with Larry Doby. That's dope. Yeah, that's who I would personally pick. Yeah, yeah, I personally would pick. Uh, <laughs> Thomas Sankara. Not a lot of people know about him, but I personally think he's the, one of the greatest president that ever lived. And he's been... A lot of colleges talk about him. He fought for women's liberation. He was from Burkina Faso, which is in West Africa. But he was someone that... He built his country's economy within four years before getting assassinated. And he did it... Uh, he changed... He, he rode his bike to work being the president of the country because he didn't like taking taxpayer money. He never had a picture of him placed at certain places because he felt like we are all personally the president of the country. Mm. You know, he Mm. he fought for... uh, um, He was against other country... He was against the country wearing clothes that were made in other countries because he felt like the country itself should create it and build its economy. And he had a day where women, where guys would go to the market to buy grocery and stuff in honor of their women and he fought for women to be a part of the government that he ran which is why Africa started uh, following his path work and you know putting more women into government mm-hmm. now in terms of sneakers because of the person who he is I'll probably pick the lowest out of any sneaker there is out there I don't know which one it is which brand it is but I will probably use now, I would say Etonic I was going to say Pony I was yeah. I was like, yo, they would do it justice, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. They would do it justice. Yeah, so I would probably pick a sneaker like, like someone you mentioned because, yeah, yeah, because yeah. the fact that he was so underrated mm-hmm. and where he had to come from just to fight 
for people's liberation okay. and our history is still yeah. not talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would use that in honor of him. I wouldn't use something that's like very word. established. Okay. Yeah. That's a really good word. That's, yeah. that's a good word. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on that, that frequency. I'm on that same frequency because in my mind, I have the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. Okay. And okay. having a sneaker made, a shoe made after him because that, that's one of the most unspoken of, unrecognized men in black history, mm-hmm. period. Like, we're talking about a million dollar empire going on among us, farm yeah, land, um, dairy, all of that. You know, retraining our children, retraining the men, retraining the women, cleaning them up. And we don't see or hear about him in history. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, a very it's, it's the same people. Elijah McCoy, you know, God, God yeah, bless him. Yeah. I commit the same ones, it's you know. But um, I would pick him, but the, the, way, the way we've been taught, it's mm-hmm. a do for self mentality. So we would have to produce that sneaker. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I can't I can't put it on that shoe. I can't put it on yeah. a particular see, to that, That's one thing too that's that's noticeable. There's no black owned company sneaker line. Yeah. Or just company in general. Yeah. But not I mean in a popular sense. That's, yeah. that's what I mean. that was coming up that we had was Fat Farm back in the day. Yeah, but between that, that was like, but it's like after a while after that, that died so fast. It wasn't like, gonna oh, be that hurts. To everybody. Right. That I think that's a void that needs to be filled. So whoever's listening out there and you're a minority, you know, there's, get one, the work. there's one I see ads on called Nagash. Nagash? They I, have they have some pretty eye shit. Yeah. Somebody actually told me about that too. Nagash. They have yeah. some pretty eye shit. Like they're like Nike prices. Yeah. So that's if, why if you look at it, yeah. you'll be like Man, I ain't paying. But, but, yeah. but if you really down and you really trying to support, then you'd be like, you know what? If I can give Nike my bread, I can give them my mm-hmm. bread. Because that's one thing I would say to that. It's like when you look at the Japanese people in regard to Li Ning, they support that shoe mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, Once it comes out, they buy it. They Lee Ning sells out. That's why Dwayne Wade can go over there. Yeah. And people are like, oh, no, yeah. we don't see his shoe here. Yeah. But over there, yeah. where your Wade shoes... Yeah. Are super popular, yeah. so that's one thing I think we gotta do. We gotta start supporting ourselves yeah. a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Charles, um, you, got? you really put me on the spot. There's <laughs> two. There's two people. I mean, top of my head, the most influential person I thought was um George Washington Carver. Yeah, I, I, I feel. I feel the like peanut butter. Yeah. But it's it's you. That's what I'm saying. studying him outside of what the school books gave mm-hmm. and I learned my mother came home with a pamphlet and I'm this is real talk she printed out stuff from work and she was like you really need to learn about this dude and I learned about all the stuff that he really invented I was like yeah, yeah. Was yeah. yeah. And I'm like yo like this is really crazy how this dude mm-hmm. is not getting uh, any recognition for this uh-huh. he I feel I feel the best line to me that pays attention to detail would be Adidas yeah and I don't think the company itself suits him but I think the detail that they put yeah, in their shoes yeah, like I would feel like they would actually send it with a, a jar of peanut butter or something like that oh, like, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying like they would do they would do uh-huh. that they would do that that kind of love the next to me I know he probably had a shoe back in the day but I still feel that this man deserves it it's Bill Russell Bill Russell mm-hmm. I feel like Bill Russell should continue yeah. even because once the NBA named the finals the MVP after, after Bill Russell yeah. I felt like they're not doing enough. People, the men that I speak to that grew up in that time 
wanted to be real Russell. Yeah. And not just the fact of him as an athlete. Him not, as a it's man, also off the court. As a yeah. man, yeah. Off the court. They often talk about this dude's exploits off the court. Mm-hmm. And to him, him as a man, I don't think that they give him the proper respect. The moves that he may not play as do. Yeah. Players do. People who play the game, they oh, open, they, 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 they shake his hand and yeah. they say, you know, you did it for us and you don't want the reason. This is the first player coach, mm-hmm. first black player coach, and he the numbers that he put up when it was time to put up numbers, that, that's well, it's astounding. already yeah. for his basketball exploits. Yeah. But for him to break through and to be the guy to speak properly, to wear a cape mm-hmm. instead of a suit, to wear, you know, the, yeah. to put himself out there as a Educated and in a black town of, like male Boston too. in a town of Boston, yeah. Dorchester, yeah. where they he made these white people love him mm-hmm. to this day. That's a, that's a and not not him as a black man, him as a person, as yeah. a person. And then he let them know also, you know, I remember I'm black. Uh-huh. <laughs> I remember I'm black, and uh-huh. I'm very black, and I'm pro-black, yeah. and I'm not. Again, that doesn't mean I'm against pro-white coach Solange Alpert, but but, but but it doesn't mean I'm, I'm against you, but I'm pro-black. And I think, once again, I think Adidas would do him right. Yeah. I think they would do him right, and it, it would be just like what they did for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, that, 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 I think, I think that line was dope, because yeah. they dialed into his acting, and then they dialed into what he was into mm-hmm. and all that With stuff. With the championship the jazz, and stuff, The championship, too, the, the jazz, yes. and everything, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought that was dope. So I think they can give him, they can give him some love. Okay. All right. I have a thousand directions to go. I'm going to try to consolidate. Well, one, I wanted to pick somebody who was alive. And two, I I wanted to pick, of course, like a legend. Yeah. One, Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's a very good Wow. I'm going to death. You (laughs) were Two, this one is kind of easy. Marcus Garvey. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. another one. Duh. Yeah. Duh. Like, come on. And I'm having trouble picking a brand. A brand. I would go with Nike because, like, I'm kind of like. You want the shoe to, like, to get out there to the masses almost. Yeah, I get what you gotta say. That and, like, I'm kind of like. Sworn into Nike, because I already sold yeah. my soul to Nike, yeah. and I feel iffy about, in general, yeah. uh, Black History Month. Yeah, that was gonna be my next question. Go ahead, please. No, start on it. Start on it. I was gonna say yes. Black History Month sneakers. Yes, that was my next question. Pimped out. Yeah, are we exploited by, through that? By being exploited yes. by sneaker brands mm-hmm. because are they are they using the money to give back to communities? Are they building shelters and basketball courts? Not going for their pockets. The only or, time that they do or is are they going? Mm-hmm. Yo, you know who buys sneakers the most? Black people. Uh-huh. You know who we need to uh, fake honor and just you know what I'm saying uh, uh, go to their egos. Black people, yo, let's go get th- let's go get these niggas the fucking the LeBron James and Kente cloth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, 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 that's what they did last year. That's what they did last year. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Though. Though. When I seen them air raids well, with the tribal print at the bottom, I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 our train, our train mind, like our sneakerhead mind. Oh, go! Ooh, this is me. Yeah, I can't wait to February to see these twelves. To see these twelves. 
Oh, and then the other, my other side, my black side is like, man, they selling our shit the same way they selling us LeBron, the same way they selling uh-huh. us. Yep. So it's like. to like basketball you like now you got to question yeah. the whole matrix. everything yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's like all right they got me on basketball already yeah. i'm already in yeah. i'm already in yeah. mm-hmm. now they got me on nikes i'm already under this is inception matrix yeah. this is, this is, i'm, a, I'm yeah. in two like different a dream. world i'm yeah. in the second dream already now the third dream is now they're gonna sell me my own culture and history yeah in the within this within the second dream, it's like damn, they trying to triple inception us yeah. uh-huh. off the bat, and it's like oh, now I'm battling myself. Am I like d- when does this become? When do I become begin to wake up? Mm-hmm. Or is this? Do I just accept it and be like, hey man, I like my motherfucking LeBrons. Do I do I, I become? Get on, yeah. Do I become cipher and be like, hey man, this is some good ass steak. Uh-huh. Whatever the fuck, this I'm gonna yeah. just enjoy my fucking Nikes and keep it pushing. Listen, but see, the conversation has to be had, though. That's the thing, too. Mm-hmm. That internal debate, you're not the only person that feels that way. Because yeah. it does feel like we are being exploited. Just having people people even talk about, should we even have a Black History Month in general? Yeah. And then you see what Nike yeah. does. Not just Nike, too, but Adidas. Nike, yeah. And a lot of different Television companies. shows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's make this Black History Month episode yeah. special. Yeah. Let's do this yeah. special for this month. It's a lot. So we have to have that conversation amongst ourselves yeah. to realize what do we want to do. They, they, they approach it the way they approach the Christmas season. When yeah. the Christmas season come in, uh-huh. yeah. the Christmas things start coming out mm-hmm. after Christmas season. Not even. Season. Please. <laughs> Once <laughs> Halloween is done, there is no Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. Thanksgiving is done. Yeah. To me, the holiday is Black Friday. Yeah. And yeah. Thanksgiving is no longer the holiday. It's Black Friday. Yeah. And then yeah. it just goes from Black Friday to Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. 
We're going to get to uh, one of our favorite parts of the episode, Here the random thought. This is where everybody gets to go around, whatever is on your mind. It doesn't matter if it's sports, politics, any question that you have, anything you want to say, you're going to get off your mind. Um, I'm going to start this week off. Here we go. Here we go. Since we do have some entertainers here, I have a question for you guys. Who, and this is a selection, (laughs) who is the best entertainer? Who's the better entertainer out of my choices that I'm going to give you? Between between Prince, Beyonce, and Michael Jackson. You add one in, you add one. Who would like to start? <laughs> Hold on, man. Now, we have, we have see, see, before, this... before we go any further, we debated about this on train, Mike and I, and he had two. Now you made it to three. Yeah, now you made three. Who's the best entertainer out All of time. those three? All time. All time. Prince, see, Beyonce, is... Michael Jackson. Just give me answers. All, All time. time. All time. All right. <laughs> give me answers. Give me answers. I'll let somebody else go. Yeah, yeah. I somebody, know. somebody gotta go yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. I know. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm biased because I think this is an easy ass answer. Finish it. Michael damn Jackson. Okay, that's it. That's the end that's of the story. That's it. It's not even the argument. Now, are you crazy? That's the end of the story. Are you crazy? No, is any okay? Michael Jackson, greatest entertainer of all time. Thank you. Thank you. Period. Thank you. Thank you. However. This kind of conversation, people feel it robbery to even compare Beyonce or Prince to Michael. When, when you look at a Beyonce, yeah. who else has gotten to Michael close to Michael level? level like a part. And when you look at it, it's Beyonce. Most definitely, she got a package. Now, is she a better entity? I can't say better entity, but just like boxing. They get the box of stats, they put it together. Can't they got take. more, they got reach, speed, yeah. whatever, uh-huh. height, whatever. And even Kumo D had a book. He was speaking about how to find one of the greatest the greatest MC. And he had like a scientific method on how you follow that formula, how you get the MC. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing with entertainer. And I'm saying Beyonce is strong in certain areas where Michael Jackson may have been weak. Because one I would say is singing-wise. When it comes to singing, we're we, we not going to front like Beyonce can't sing here. And with, no, no. I'm just saying, I'm not, listen, no, no. Michael Jackson is a good singer, but Beyonce is a great singer. I agree. I and, and Beyonce sings while she dances too. Like Mike, it's not, Mike did the same. Mike didn't no, do no, it. Listen, I'm not saying that. But when you sing at that powerful level that Beyonce yeah. does, I see what you're saying. I see what you're while saying. dancing, yeah. that takes up exactly. We got to give her credit for that. I'm not trying to take this anything is true. away from. This is true. She was trained. She yes. was trained well. Yeah. Exactly. However, I agree with you guys that it's Michael Jackson. Mike, I, I but you have people that will argue. Yeah, it's based on a period of time too. That's true. That's, that's where. Okay. That's where it is. Yeah. Right now. Someone would argue me down yeah. that it's Beyonce. Uh-huh. Someone will, and they will, from they will, they will, they will present valid facts yeah. from Destiny Child all the way up yeah. to now. That's true. From the time when she was 12 all the way up to now. That it, this the same thing. But Michael the Jackson. same thing she Michael went Jackson. through, Mike went through the same pressure. He went through James the same Brown. training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and that's Brown. what I'm saying. Some, somebody be like, yo, Jay, he got all his moves from James Brown. Yeah. And he got all his moves from Jackie Wilson. And they'll keep they'll keep going on. Yeah. It's like basketball. Yeah. Jordan, Kobe. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a time but period. To me, worldwide, 
Worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah. 
Republicans like war to make money. So that's the one issue that I have with it. Yes, he is a good businessman, but I feel like a war might try to get started. I don't feel like we have but, enough time. Yeah, but even now, nah, but even look, look at Hillary Clinton, man. Hillary, oh, no, no. Like, she's so another warmonger, too. Yeah, but yeah, but I feel Republicans are more inclined to start wars. They're more inclined to say it openly. Yeah, exactly. Like you have a, demo, a, a so-called a Democrat who would yeah. do things on a more underhanded way. Exactly. So, I, I, I could respect somebody. It's like what Malcolm X said. Yeah. I could respect somebody that's racist and tell me they're racist, yeah. as opposed yeah. to somebody who's racist yeah. outwardly yeah. and they hide yeah. it. It's the same yeah. thing with the warmonger. I could um, respect I could respect the Trump saying, yo, this movie going such and such and such and yeah. such. Whereas a Hillary, she would come with the slick, the slick lane, talk. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then the only other thing I would say too is that it made what Trump said in the beginning of the election, and while he was campaigning, he may not personally believe. But you do, but no, but you do have these these hick white people that are down south. I feel race relations are gonna be, I have a high tension with him as president. I don't feel like it's gonna be like, and that's my only thing. I feel like it's gonna be very outward now because they feel like they have their person in office. So it's gonna be very outward with their emotions. Hey, hey, no, 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 I, I was telling him earlier that he took an extreme route to get to the presidency, exactly. even though he was playing to a certain demographic. Uh-huh. That now he's in a position where if he tries to do good, yes, he can. one base will yep. go crazy. If yep. he tries to stay with what he said he was gonna do, one base, so that's what's gonna continue. He fought himself. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, repeat this. Shit been crazy, nigga. No, 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 Things have already been in tension. Yeah. Like they like mm-hmm. they killed what uh they killed the black person one day uh a day every day for the past two years or some shit. I forgot what yeah. the exact math was. Yeah. But there there's been at least one black person dying by the hands of police. Like it, I think it was like three months in a row, like fucking Steph Kirby three pointers yeah. or some shit. <laughs> and like, you can't deny that that was happening. So it was like, at this point, it was like, oh, Hillary or Trump, either way, shit was already bad for us. Exactly. And with Trump coming in, it exposed, it, it took the hoods off the KKK, it exposed a lot of people mm-hmm. that normally would be in secrecy or covert. Mm-hmm. But now we know where the, the shots are firing from. That's a good point. And as a people, I hate saying that shit because it's weird. But as a people, I feel like now that we know the, now that we like, you know, like in Call of Duty, when you can see the map, it's yeah. easier to navigate. Yeah. You can see where, yeah, you know, oh, yeah. he's shooting me from here, or he's sitting mm-hmm. up top. Now act accordingly. So with, that's why I'm saying with Trump, you know his bottom line. Yeah, he's a businessman. He's about bread. So. Act accordingly. Get your business right. Do a, do what you need to do in order to come up mm-hmm. within this four years, if need be eight or whatever. Yeah, whatever happens. happens. Yeah. I feel like it's too. I feel like there's too much information. We're too woke. We're too woke now to bail ourselves out with the excuse and I know like this is shit that white people would say yeah 
like pull yourself up by your bootstraps wow. and that bullshit. We know it's bullshit because they're the ones that put us in. They put us in it. But it's like, how long does that? How long do we use that excuse before we go? You know what? I'm gonna try. If I get killed in the middle of this shit, so be it. So be it. Either get rich or die poor. Like, yeah, because the same the same people that say. You know, our ancestors, they died for your right to vote. You know what? I'm going to be an ancestor someday. And what did I die for? Did I did I just sit by and go, you know what, man? Trump is president, man. We ain't going to have no chance. I'm going uh, to just blame the, the white supremacy or mm-hmm. the attempt at white supremacy. And they're holding me down. I'm not gonna have no um, chances and shit, so I'ma just I'ma just buy Nikes. Siddiqui. It's on your mental. Well, two things, but I guess I'm gonna stick with uh Hollywood uh, is a business, right? Mm-hmm. Now everything is money and ratings. Now the biggest thing a lot of actors are suffering with is that we're getting approached at these auditions with the question, how many followers do you have? Mm. And getting the role based Based on on. that and not about the craft anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's that's building, building, building because social media is a huge platform that now I can go in and kill it. And Lil Bow Wow can screw up because he got 20 million followers. He's right in there. You know. That's not right. <laughs> and that's something that's constantly happening. It's kind of, and it's also like the Kardashians getting roles in movies. You know, but they're not about the craft. But there's actors out there busting their ass every day about the craft. And nowadays, today's society is all about who's going to bring bigger ratings than who's about the art. Mm-hmm. And Hassan Johnson from The Wire once told me, like, yo, back in the day, I could go to audition, I'll see you, I'll be like, yo, you ain't getting this role, I'm getting it. Mm-hmm. You know, now it's like, it's a huge thing, oh, he got 20 followers, nah. Dude, like, what's the movie called? Think Like a Man. Yeah. yeah. They all got cast based on that follow. Wow. Wow, that's mm-hmm. So that's an actor like me is gonna yeah. have a hard time. I'm well, sorry, not, brother, but we gotta take a heart. Yeah. yeah. But, but Kevin Hart, the thing with Kevin Hart, he's he's milking the system right yeah, now. Yeah, but yeah. it's gonna come to a point where people's gonna get tired. And like, and like I was Most telling him, good. you can put an actor's reel of Kevin Hart, and you would think it's all the same movie. Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. Because he's same the same character every time. Yeah, so he's the same, same character. Uh-huh. Same personality. Uh-huh. Same, same character. Every time. Yeah. But that's good if you want to keep that milking money. But I don't mind. I don't mind Kevin Hart because I feel like he. Because I, I follow him a little bit. He's kind of putting people in position, in position to where he's like trying to, like kind of like Tyler Perry's doing. Like he's he wants to make his own thing. Yeah. Like, so if you say you attach yourself to his like brand or whatever, and you could get on through that. Yeah. Like, say like like Def Comedy. Like the thing he people did with Comedy Central. Yeah. Def Comedy yeah. Gym. Okay. Like I think he has like an app or something that you would get followers on his app, yeah. and then you could go to. Look, man, I'm funny. I got this many followers. Mm-hmm. Like, you can approach it on a business standpoint. Now, I I feel the same way you do because I'm a rapper. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, it's the same. It's the same. We in the same boat, we pretty same much. Boat. So, yeah. it's like, 
I'm trying to I'm trying to do some shows. You know what I'm saying? Who can help me get some shows? Well, you need to get your followers up. I'm trying to do shows to get my followers up. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's yeah. It's like trying to get a job and then like you need experience. But say, how can I get experience? Like, I don't got a job to get it. It's like Hollywood came out with an article about that saying, yo, we need the next Denzel, whatever. But y'all not looking for us. Y'all not looking for us. But you talk about you need more of us in the system. Yeah. You know, that's why I got so much respect for Neff. Off the boat, his name was Hector. Everything he's played, his name has yeah. been Hector. Certain, and he plays the world. exact same role yeah. every time. So what you're saying is absolutely true. The fact that they can even give you a new name yeah. is disrespectful <laughs> in itself. Yeah, so it's it's sad. And, and, and I don't know what you guys feel about this, but people, uh, I had actor friends who were like, "Yo, Will Smith and his wife is boycotting the Oscars." That you know, that's understandable. But yeah, they're pro- part of the problem too because they're not looking for new talent. Yeah. They have this big yeah. empire. It's always his son and yeah, yeah, other stuff. But yeah, you're not reaching. You're boycotting, but you're not helping reaching some of people. us too. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's just the flaw in the game. And it's already hard for us people of color, but to ha- have everything be about followings, like you said, like. If you guys give me a platform, I can build that. But until you give me that, I can't build that. How the hell am I supposed to get that? And that's killing. I'm not mad at him trying to put his son on though. No, you can put your son, but I'm saying you you have other people too. You know, like Denzel could go to Netflix and be like, I want to do a show. I got all these people that I want to put, and they would do because it's Denzel. You know, use your followers to get people on. You don't need to use your followers to get you more followers and all that. Yeah. Bro, fix the damn L train. That's all I say. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. I'm with you on that. Fix the damn L train. Between that and stink ass people on the train. That's it. Fix the L train. That's all I say. That's it. Jay, I said enough this episode. Jamal, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you got? Uh, man, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I was shopping today with my wife, and we was going to Marshalls and Carter's and all that. And I got a son that's nine months years old, and he's big, so he's not nine months clothes. It's 12 months clothes for him. And when you go to the stores to save money, it's all girls' clothes. It's all girls' clothes. And, and it's weird. Not having a child for so many years, I didn't pay any attention to it. My wife tells me all the time, she said, it's so hard to, to buy stuff for him because I want him to look nice. I don't want him to be, get pigeonholed into name brands, but I want him to look nice, and I want to get stuff for a good deal. And my wife is a, a, a licensed tailor and seamstress. She went to FIT, she went to school, and she learned how to, she can make anything. She made her own wedding dress, and so she enjoys making clothes for him. And it pains me to see it, because I'm just like, man, like, you know, like, I'm trying to, like, keep this dude 
you know, you know, well looking, but I don't want him wearing billboards. That's never been a fan of man mine. I never grew up that way. I never wanted to wear. I wear name brand stuff, obviously, but I don't want billboards. I don't want him advertising for other people. Like he can wear quality stuff, and it doesn't have to have someone else's last name on it. And when we walked, we walked out of the store. My wife was just like, "I'm just gonna make him everything." And I said, "That's one of the most powerful things you ever said, because when you make him everything, someone else is gonna see that it's possible." And she works with a woman who had the same revelation. She has she works for a woman who has a children's folding line. And the woman just comes up with ideas and makes she's making um Toreador jackets for little girls. And it sells. It sells, it sells. And like somebody's out there buying these jackets. She only makes like 16 of them, sells them for like $40 each, and she sells. And I'm like, yo, I keep telling my wife, I said, you can do this. But one of the most things that I, I keep, it's hard to push with African American people. They're afraid to jump out that window. Mm-hmm. And my wife is so afraid to jump out that window and use her talents that she went to school for eight years to use. And my wife, Mike can attest to it, my wife is a very talented woman. She did anything with a needle, she can sew it. Mm-hmm. She can sew it, she can put your name on it, she can put your face on it, however you want it. She can do it. But she's afraid to jump out that window. And I'm just so sick and tired of having a conversation with an African-American person Mostly African-American people and Hispanic people who are afraid to jump out that window. But when I see someone who has their own business, who has their own clothing line, who has their own podcast, who has their own everything, I get so excited because I know with my son, that's all I'm going to preach. Anything. And not on some Dane Dash level, but but anything. <laughs> like, like, I, don't, I, don't want him to, yeah, like, I don't want him to get that, that crazy, but I want him to know that if you come up to me and say, Dad, I want to make walls for a living. You want to be the company that makes the walls, but you want to put up the walls. Right. And that, that's how I'm going to present it to him every time. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to play ball. Do you want to make the basketball, or do you want to play ball? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to let him know that there's a difference. And with my wife, it's funny because she's just concerned. She doesn't want to put us through a struggle. But every one of those people who did it went through a struggle, and they appreciate it more. This is the reason why they do the things they do now. Mm-hmm. They appreciate it. And so I was just... I was thinking about that on the way here, and I was like, damn, I should have just encouraged her more. But you get afraid, too. You're like, damn, we're going to be struggling. Like, yeah. We're going to be tight. Nah, it's like my income. But if, when she makes it, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. And I'm like, hey, struggle is what, what makes your legacy. Exactly. And, and I want my son to see that. And it's now, since the day he was born, I was like, I want you to see everything for, for what it is. And I want you to know that this is possible. I don't care how hard it is. It's possible. If it's hard, that, that means you gotta work hard. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. So that was like so random, but it just came to me like on the way here. Perfect. Yeah. Preach. Perfect. Yes, sir. Preach. All right. Well, we're gonna get into the interview segment. We're gonna interview Brother Ben and Siddiqui. Um, I'm gonna ask you guys this this same question. What is your personal uh, motivation for getting into your separate entertainment aspect? So for you, Siddiqui, what made you wanna be an actor? Uh, I wanna be a storyteller. I want to tell everybody's story. You know, my community, represent my community. You know, Hollywood has a way, I mean, history in general has a way of erasing our real story. You know, and, and the fact that I can use acting as a platform to, you know, reach out to the masses, I think that's a gift itself. I mean, we talked about Michael Jackson, Beyonce, all these people. Some of them are gone, some of them are still here, but look how much it's changing people from the clothes to the way we speak, to the way we move, to the way we think politics. 
the fact I can do that through art and use that as a weapon, you know, is my motivation. The fact I can have you guys come see me and I hold up a mirror to you to show you who you are and how, you know, united we need to be to be able to go around and tell my people's story. That's what Brother Ben, same question for you. In terms of the drill or in terms of... Either one. Actually, both. Because I will get in talking about it more, your impact, not just with yourself, but with the kids as well. But um, in terms of the drill and also for you rapping. I, um, I do with, I do with uh, the drill first. Yeah. You know, like... Um, the, that's the classic narrative of any young black child growing up in America. You know, we all go through trials. We know what the system has put us through. We know that we are today not where we should be. You know what I mean? Um, we have problems at home. Um, people have, you know, whether their fathers are missing, whether their mothers are missing, whether, you know, whatever they saw growing up, their environment, where they are, there's certain things that we lack. And one of the things that we lack a lot of is discipline. A lot of us haven't had a chance to get that discipline, and that's that is evident across the board. It's evident in our spending habits. It's evident in our grades. It's evident, period. So, um, you know, went through the same trial. You know what I'm saying? I was blessed to grow up with both of my parents in the home, but like any child, we go through things, you know? So um, it was a certain part of my life where I came across a book, um, Message to the Black Man. And I had, like, so many questions in my mind, you know, what I want to do with my life. You know, a lot of things started going on around me. A lot of brothers weren't around anymore. So I just had a chance to focus. And when I saw the book, I'm like, yo, that's the dude that told Malcolm X. So I picked up the book, and I just started, you know, reading the book. And a lot of the questions that I had, the book answered for me, personally. And from that from that portion, I said, you know what? Let me continue to investigate, you know, Islam and investigate different things. So I got more into the teachings and eventually became a part of the nation. And while in the nation, I learned military drill. Uh, military drill is something that we that has been instituted among us since the 1930s. And it's something that we did to fix our posture, to get our bearing. You understand what I'm saying? Um, when you look at the way we walk, the way we talk, all of that's body language. And how, our, how we move, how we walk, it tells a story about ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And we're so individualized. Sometimes we don't. We don't know how to have a proper kind of posture to give off a certain kind of energy and vibe that you want to give off. So um, we got to the military drill. Um, you know, we received our general orders, and part of that is hearing and obeying. And when you train somebody to hear a command and move on the command, there are different things that's working on their mind. You know, you have the preparatory words and you have executional words. You're training somebody how to listen but how to move out on those words that they're hearing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So um, I started to learn learn those things, and a brother of mine, brother Arthur, he worked in schools. So he got me to start teaching drill in schools with the children. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you've seen how the children are yes. in schools. You've seen how the children yeah. are in school. Yeah. They're very disciplined. And us as black men, we are militant by nature. By nature, we have a strong militant bearing, you know? From the scrawniest to the quietest, the nerdiest, so-called nerdiest type, we have that, you know? And when you do drill with them, it, you can see that it wakes something up in them. Because order brings a man to attention. Whenever a man is in an orderly environment, it brings you to attention. Whether you're uncomfortable, whatever it is, you're aware of what that surrounding is like. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, that doing a drill um, with the students, you could see how they move different, how they talk different. Um, 
in the military, regardless of what your occupation is, they make you go through basic training. Mm -hmm. And in basic training, you learn military drill because it orientates your mind to be able to move at a drop of a dime, how to organize, how to get together, how to move, you know, things of that nature. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I got into teaching it at the schools. But that's something that I learned through the brothers. Okay. Yeah. I can attest to that personally. Seeing both of you guys in action, uh, we 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 all working at an after-school program called SASF, uh, Sports and Arts and the Schools Foundation, and seeing the impact that you guys, especially what you guys have on the kids, there's a lot of different things that go on, but a lot of the kids when you talk to them, drama in particular with Siddiqui teachers. There was a there's a girl in my group. I'm a group leader, and the very first day she's like, oh, I don't want to do drama. This is gonna suck. I don't want to do this. Yeah. After the first class. She was begging to join his group to do drama because it opened up something inside of her that she didn't have before. She's real quiet. She mopes around a lot. But when drama hits, she tries. She perks up. It's new things. Same with drill. Last year, to put it nicely, the, the group that I had last year, those were rambunctious kids, <laughs> to put it nicely. But they knew on Tuesdays and Thursdays when it was time for drill, Nah, we not playing around. Yeah, Brother Ben is here. Yeah. We got we to gotta get up on it. Yeah. So seeing that impact that you guys have on the kids is, is really important. Especially, too, in our neighborhoods, there aren't a lot of positive after-school things that they can do in general. Yeah, yeah. So seeing that impact, Siddiqui himself, he directed, he wrote, produced, and directed a play last year yeah, yeah. for the kids. And again, th with the same group of kids that I described as rambunctious, that people couldn't control. Mm -hmm. When you've seen them on stage, you would think that these are the most perfect kids in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a total different direction. I can attest to it personally, seeing you guys doing it. So I just want to thank y'all for that. <laughs> but giving back to the community, I think that's real important. Um, in terms of roles for you, Siddiqui, what's a role that you'd say would fit you in an actor sense? Like, what's your ideal role? That I would like to play? Yeah. That you haven't done already. Denzel Washington and John Keel. Mm, mm. That's a great movie, that's too. Oh, shit. Yeah. Denzel Washington. And then why? Uh, I like roles where you're fighting for... I like a, a, a role where you're the protagonist and you're fighting for change. And that change, to get to that change, requires sacrifice. Mm -hmm. You know, for example, I haven't told most, most people this, but I'm working with Mel Jackson, T-Boss, Chili, and Lorenz Tate on a movie we're going to develop on an issue that's killing African-American community. Now, people think it's racism, but I'm talking about sickle cell. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to start a movie that does that, but we want to do it in a way of John Q, where it's the kid now dealing with sickle cell and just showing people like, yo, I know cancer is bad too, but sickle cell is a ticking time bomb right there, but y'all not talking about it. Mm -hmm. You know, so John Q, I love those roles where it's like, I'm going to die for this cause, I'm going to, you know, and I know it's going to, it, it could be my last legacy. And I'm willing to fight for that change. You know, you left John Q like, yo, Denzel was dope. This yeah. movie was dope. But damn, the system is fucked up. Uh -huh. You uh -huh. know? So uh -huh. I love that. That's the role I would play. Uh, for you, Brother Ben, um, what other avenues you think you could take to expand the drill? The drill, like the other kids and stuff like that. You think there's any other avenues? Um, it's really getting to where they are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, getting in more schools, um, getting, you know, 
people in the community on board because you you know they have antenna and there's something about seeing young black children move like discipline doing drill it kind of sometimes it scares people mm-hmm. it, you know I've had people ask me questions I've seen teachers that didn't like it you know but why wouldn't you like it you see how they are in class yeah. and you see how they are with me mm-hmm. you see how they are even when I'm not here totally and different. I have a DI in charge yeah. doing it you see how they are yeah. so what about it don't you like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so Having more, you know, just being in schools more, I would say, but also having people on board understanding exactly what the goal of it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's on board and allows us to go into the schools and do those type of things. Yeah. It's very hard to get inside of the, the uh, public school system. Very, very hard to get and inside. And one of the problems is we don't have the funding. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they take away funding from it, and that's a big problem. The, the one good thing that I can say about SASF, the program stays open until 530 School ends at 2.30. Mm-hmm. Those are three hours, 15 hours a week, Monday through Friday, yeah. where those kids can be in the street doing God knows what. Yeah. So you think about the different places that don't have these after-school programs set up. You don't know what these kids are getting into, and that's how you get a lot of gang violence yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. So just having a system like that and knowing that these kids got to get home because, oh, mom is coming home by 6 o'clock. I'm getting out at 5.30. I need to get home because yeah. if not, mom gonna be on me. Yeah, yeah. Having that system in place is, is really important. Uh, one more question for you, Siddiqui. Um, can you give me a list? I want three actors or actresses that have played an influential role to you, like that influence your acting personally. Wood Harris. Ooh, that's a good one. Very <laughs> underrated. Yeah. I, I met him at NYU. Uh, Denzel Washington. Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Watch Shia LaBeouf. I got it. I got it. I mean, I, I yeah. Know that. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. I know he seems crazy. Not really. But you it's know, I think, I think yeah. he represents yeah. art. Okay. Uh-huh. Art. To sit down and watch all your movies you've done mm-hmm. is a form of art most actors do not do. Uh, he he's a method actor, even though he plays it in a dangerous way. But he's so dedicated to the craft that that because that's who I am. Like I have a large following, but I don't get caught up into that system. I'm the type that I've been on set with with, with I've had, I've gotten like people fired on set because. They's, they always hide that rapper to play the rapper. And yeah. then he comes on set and he's he's having someone record him, but he knows none of his lines. Yeah. And I'm the one that come on set. I know the lines. If you don't know it, I get him out while I'm not coming back on set. Uh-huh. You know, you know. So I, I Shia LaBeouf represents that kind of art that I love to the point where you're scared of him. Mm-hmm. You know, Got that it. art is a beauty. Got it's it. a beauty. You know. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for you, brother Ben. Besides the drill, you also rap as well. Yes. Um, can you give me some of your influences in the rap aspect? Influence in the rap aspect? Yeah. Has to be three? Yeah, yeah give me three. Give me three, me three please. Uh, first one, I've actually, I view him as one of the greatest, not just rappers of all time, but writers of all time. I'll have to say Nas. Mm-hmm. Like, just coming up and listening to what he said and how he said it. You just see, like, you could close your eyes and you could see mm-hmm. what he's saying. You could see what he's written and his 
his thoughts aren't really convoluted as a writer. He gets his his points his points out. You know, he starts a thought, he completes his thought. Every rapper got their time, but they just being rappy. Yeah. But not, you know, you know when he's doing that, and you know the quality. So mm-hmm. just coming up and listening to Nas, like from a child, that made me. Well, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna, yo, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it tight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I was writing since I was probably about like in fifth grade. You know what I'm saying? And um, so Nas. Number one, and then I'll have to put Biggie as number two. Mm. I put Biggie as number two because I would write, but it was a confidence thing yep. about mm. spitting your stuff. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. everybody goes through on different levels, whether you mm-hmm. do, whether you don't. But I had that. You know what I mean? So listening to Biggie and hearing the way he, like he ain't cared, like the way he just got off, he put yeah. it all in. You know, mm-hmm. like that was an influence of mine. Don't sound like him. Don't sound like Nas. But like just writing. And being able to convey and, and to spit, you know, like just getting it out, I would have to say Biggie, like okay. just listening to his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, a third, it, this I, it's gonna be hard for me to find a third, um, but you know, I give it, I give it to Pete Rock. Pete Rock, oh, that's and the reason cool I give one. it to Pete Rock is because I'm from Mount Vernon, <laughs> and Pete Rock literally grew up down the block from my house. You know, I'm, I'm, we both in the Heights. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's on Hillside, I'm on Garden. And um, the barbershop in the video, Reminisce Over You, where he got his hair cut, my brother cut there today, you know what I mean? <laughs> where he was shooting the video and I was going through my stuff, that was, <laughs> that was the part where we were at, uh-huh. you know? So I would have to put Pete Rock there, just listening to his instrumentals and writing to it, you know, that, that, that got me, you know, that got my pen game tight. And They Reminisce Over You was a, one of the greatest hip hop tracks, yes. hands down, hands down. Yes. 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 so I put that, yeah, and the yeah, main ingredient, that's an awesome album. I got one more question for each of y'all. For you, Siddiqui, which way would you like to, would you be okay with, would you like to lean more towards like a series aspect, like being on TV acting, or would you like to stay like in a movie aspect? I prefer TV. TV? Yeah. Why would that be? Um, The quality of TV coming out nowadays is great, and I'm also thinking money-wise, <laughs> the royalty is there yes. more than the <laughs> film. Yeah. That film is going to play like maybe twice every year. Well, that yeah. TV show is going to keep running. People yeah. will keep ordering. That residual is going to keep coming. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it becomes more like a family. Like if I'm coming every day on set and we're going to be here for yeah. the next 100 episodes, yeah. I'm going to have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for you, Brother Ben. Would you be okay if like your music didn't get to like a mainstream level? Like if you stayed underground, would that? I'd be, I'd be, I'd be fine with that. Yeah. I'd be fine with it. And the reason I'm fine with that is because you know when you really into the writing, whoever it touches, it touches. You know what I'm saying? I'm not big on being mainstream or you know whoever hears it, hears it. They like it. They like it, you know what I mean? That's not one of those things where I'm trying to, yo, I'm gonna be rich off of that. That's not that's not really my mentality with it. I wanna be able to put the music out, but also put, I like writing in general. So putting books out, novels, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I, I like that, you know, so. You know, how, however the winds blow, that's how we're going to sail the boat. Yeah. Like, you guys have any questions for Siddiqui or Brother Ben? Appreciate you coming through. Appreciate you coming through. Thank you. It's one of the dopest episodes. Yeah, definitely. Top. It's probably yeah. the best episode we did. Yeah. Yeah. Like, front to back. Um, before we go, Brother Ben got a few words that he need to get off the chest. Okay. So we're going to throw a beat on real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're gonna find out. It's a nice little RZA beat. Okay. Alright. 
You wanna talk about pyramids and tombs? You move near to doom, your cycle is over. It's our time to boom. Blow up, expand from atom to man, from gods to demons into gods again. New plane of thought, new things are sort the mind of the gods or elevated thoughts. You can't reach heaven cause your elevator's off. We stuck in the bullpen, lower cages the courts. Stuck in the hood, another maze we caught in. A day pass, another day is gone, kid. Another funeral, the mother gazing in coffins. To see her baby laying in the tux, we mourning. Good morning, waiting for the sun, we sporting. While the light shining on the body, they choking. Black bags, black mags, and black gats. Got black bodies roaming the streets like black cats. Black robes lock us up in black shacks. Got black cops play bad cops and black bees. Beautiful black woman bearing the black seed of a beautiful black child. Beautiful black me, so beautiful ask me. But we lost in that seas in a foreign land. Fill with ghettos to trap me in the matrix. Survival tactics are basic, like a Navy SEAL, but we sealed in the basics. Hatred, order of the day that we aging. Ages moving like sound on the pavement. Patience, a virtue worthy of attainment, but many people die on their journeys to attain it. Blood a splatter, handcuffs, then arraignments, a mother's matter. That's when my heart starts painting. Eyes get heavy, cause most of the crime's petty. I'm living in a world where we take lives for petty. Things and grievances, I listen to grievances. Shit, that turns stale, so militant my demeanor is my slum it's my heater kid it keeps me grounded to the earth where the god and my people live i feel strong but my knees could give if i don't stand tall i can fall like a jesus did yo uh yo yo they say a god is forever while the diabolical perish in the future darker than the ancient bodies in Kemet. I read a lesson that said something about a crescent with a sword at the top. So I sharpen the edges too. Remind the devil of a death wish. Remind you of a blessing. Same scholars and yes, aggressive. Check it. What's in your melon? Skunk of the earth smelling while that beautiful cream rise to the top propelling. I see the wicked in the appearance like a cameo with parents. Real life script with cameras on the set. And matter of fact, there's no cameras on the set. And people acting for Sananas. Actors, you need an Emmy for your credits. Malice the evil in your heart. That's where evilness would start. Then it spread to street corners and parks. We duck it from high places. Saw it to high places. Take off his head for his knowledge is outrageous. Civilized with its ways. Display cavish ways remain the same. A devil despite changes. I play with metal to better define stages. My bars attract. On the light from your pages, between false prophets, soothsayers and sages, and they say it's three strike players locked in cages. In my mind, is modern day time enslavement, waiting for a savior to save the sunk slave shit. Joe, we call the formation like the average beat with chords and horse basses, horns that correlate with my high hat interior, snare exterior. My interior proves and shows that the truth is shown, revealed in the field. So abuse is prone, hard days in the field when my noose was on. Now I'm free in the field, Mount Vernon's own I used to walk long streets on wrong blocks I roamed Looking for the North Star to find my way home Yet I had a black book, I wrote all my poems To express in the thoughts of what I call home But check it, we brought bottles, welcome prisoners home Who spoke about brief bids and they glad to be home But they soon return, for they're in the criminal zone Same cell, jail birds got them whistling songs Do we do time, but not enough to atone While I was on the corner, bugging out on my own A skinny brother the muscle never was shown on the wrong path Going nowhere fast, check it I switch it back and bring it to modern time To a new man form like the body of Voltron Starring crescent my flag and quarter arms I rep our enemies they get maneuvered on We call the troops to arms Beach head behind enemy lines and correspond mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
respect. Respect. That was, respect. That was real dope. Real dope. That was beautiful. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, before we go, everybody give your Instagram, everybody, your social media, any shout outs that you have. So, Brother Ben, we're going to start with you. We'll just go around. Okay. Uh, Brother Ben, um, you can follow me at Beloved Son 7. Um, that's my personal page. I rap under the name The Para. I don't have anything put out yet. Still working on it. Got to be right. So, follow me, Beloved Son, Instagram. Same with me, Facebook, at Twitter, Instagram, at Siddiqui Fofana, S-I-D-I-K-I-F-O-F-A-N-A. Instagram, bro, the R-O-Z, you already know. Any shout-outs? Any shout-outs to anybody? No, no shout-outs. Siddiqui, any shout-outs to you? Uh, shout-out to my students out there who push them through. Yeah, I got a shout-out. I'm going to be in trouble. Shout-out to my wife. <laughs> Shout out to all the brothers and sisters in the show. Okay. Jmanifesto.com. Jmanifesto. At Jmanifesto. On everything. Jamal. Jamal Stewart. Find me on Instagram. Sneaker Attic. Sneaker underscore Attic 11. Twitter. Mr. Stewart 11. And Facebook comments. So no shout outs. Um, at Soulful Mike on Instagram and Twitter that's at S-O-L-E-F-U-L-M-I-K-E and uh, I got a shout out to Let Me Speak podcast holding it down for the DMV real big uh, shout out to those guys my guy DJ Don B Marty Beats Damo Supreme Dealings all you guys out there and uh, one person I was we should have been shouted out but without him none of this is possible the man with the sneakerhead exhibit that should be coming soon. My guy, Kadar. Without yeah, him, yeah. Kadar, none of this. <laughs> Without him, none of, this, none of this is possible. He sees the vision. He's a part of the culture, just like us. So, huge shout out to him. That's the official fourth member of the uh, Soul Searching team. So, definitely shout out to Kadar. And uh, on that note, we're going to sign off, and we catch y'all next week.